Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. everybody welcome to the hp podcast your weekly gaming podcast from handsomephantom.com i'm your host dustin here with me beautiful boys brandon what's up and ben howdy how's it going boys can we start the show off from now on saying hello gamers hello gamers you always say hello everybody and i feel like we should just we should just you know appeal to our base hello gamers (laughs) hello gamers hope you're out there gaming and fighting the good fight for representation of gamers everywhere possibly even rising up possibly oh i was looking on google because i've been making a bunch of gamer type jokes to holly Uh uh-huh i'll be like it's gaming time and stuff like that and i was just looking up general gaming is that how you like sexy talk (laughs) yeah that's usually before before the the bedroom that's the pillow talk wow yeah but i found one that was that said my boyfriend or my lover or something is a hardcore sexy gamer it said oh, something so shit. dumb you gotta get that for your wife bro it's like wow that's that's pretty next level i so. want an apron that says kiss the gamer oh yeah <laughs> instead of kiss the cook you know i've except, always <laughs> except in, instead of being uh being an apron it's like a pair of sweatpants yeah <laughs> yeah dude aprons are so, i've always wanted to have a nice apron specifically i've wanted one that said kiss the cock on kiss it instead cock. of kiss the cook you know would there be an embroidered rooster at the bottom or would you just oh that's that's a good idea dude yeah Yeah. wow so we are post thanksgiving now how was everybody's holiday it was fine you know thanksgiving yeah same old yeah it was pretty good um i didn't eat as much as i had previous years Mm -hmm. okay i feel like i'm the older i get the more i don't want to just feel like i want to explode right ever that's weird and so, um, yeah, I just knew my limits this year. That's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. I sometimes I feel like I'm good at that. Like I know. And the other times I just ignore yeah. that completely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Thanksgiving was was pretty decent this year. Other than my my grandma broke her her leg. Yeah. When she was getting ready. And so it was a very weird Thanksgiving in that we were at her house having thanksgiving and she was not there yeah. she was at the hospital right but she is is doing well they had to do surgery on her leg unfortunately and no one can go visit her because of you know covid right so uh but she's doing all right and then my my car got totaled but that's a whole <laughs> that wasn't thanksgiving. unrelated no. it was after thanksgiving but damn so no one was hurt it wasn't bad or anything the way you but, say that you make it sound like it was worth something before that yeah well it just it's funny because right now i may have talked about this on the show but at the at the current time i had three cars and i was planning on selling one of them and keeping the the bigger car the kia and then the kia is the one that got 
destroyed. So, (laughs) which I don't understand how cars work. But Ben, when I told you this, you instantly were like, yep, that'll do it. Something to do with the timing belt. If it breaks. I just meant if the timing belt flies off while you're driving 70 miles an hour, it's going to seize your engine. Yeah. Yeah, it's a no brainer. I mean, yeah, it basically just apparently just completely fucked the engine. That doesn't seem to make that specifically in one instance makes sense. The issues you were having before, I'm like, and I could see the timing belt being loose or messed up, causing some of those issues, but it doesn't make 100% sense. But as far as it totaling, breaking your engine, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it is what it is. No one was hurt and I will survive, you know. Yeah. It seems to be, because my mom was telling me, she's like, it's ironic because when... We sold, uh, well, something happened with her one car, and she was like, we put a lot of money into it the year that it died. Uh I was like, oh, that's, you know, not that I put a ton of money, but I did put some cash into it this year. So sometimes it do be like that. The the worst thing I ever had, I had a car that was my parents before I started driving. And when I started driving, they, like, let me use it. It it wasn't my car, but it was my car because they both had other cars. And... I had just put new tires on it. I think they were actually used tires, but they were new to me. And uh, filled up the gas tank right before the engine blew on it. And I was like, <laughs> the, the biggest thing I could think of was, oh, that gas was expensive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I just can I drain that gas out of the tank for my next car? It was it was funny. My my dad was like, yeah, well, I had just filled up the tank probably within a half hour oh, of it of it dying. Damn. And it was. So he had to get it towed and then the mechanic had to look at it. And my dad, luckily, he had like a free hotel night because he, he was driving home. It's a whole big thing. Yeah. But they're basically the car is getting scrapped and they're going to send me a check for two hundred fifty dollars, which is nice, I guess. Right. But I'm just going to give that two fifty yeah. to my dad since he had to spend the money. Well, to, hey, now you can stop paying insurance on it. That's right. I already, it. I already took it off. Yeah. So. That did lower my insurance a nice amount. So anyway. See, I thought that was the car you were going to get rid of. I didn't realize that was the car you were keeping. Yeah, that okay. was the car that we were going to well, keep. Well, that kind of does sour things a little more. But honestly, we don't even really need two cars. Yeah. So we're figuring out what we're going to do. But. Says the guy who just brought a brand new car. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be the one car. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. So this is your weekly gaming podcast, <laughs> as I mentioned. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. We know there's so many gaming podcasts right now. So choosing to listen to us means a lot. So if you do like the show, then I have an opportunity that you may be interested in. It's patreon.com slash handsome phantom where you can support us for as little a small investment. You can small get small <laughs> investment and you can get this show for just a dollar a month early access along with some other delightful perks even ad free ad free that's right i forget that that's a that's an option yeah. you know you, you also get it ad free directly from us on patreon so consider checking that out i want to start out the show with a quick shout out to friend of the show mr maddie plays he has an awesome thing happening this december 5th at 11 a.m pacific time where he is doing a fallout 4 reunion that basically the 10 most prominent actors from Fallout 4. So this includes uh, the I, I can't remember any of the characters. Like I'm looking at the image that he put out. Yeah. There's the guy that's like there's a problem with the settlement. What is the line? <laughs> the famous line. Yeah. Um, 
Also, there's like Mr. Handy and it's Mr. Handy, right? I believe so. Okay, it sounded oddly sexual when I just said it right now in my mind, (laughs) but I guess that's that's just what it is. The nature of the beast. So there's 10 actors and the voice director of Fallout 4, and Maddie is hosting this panel on his channel, youtube.com slash Mr. Maddie Plays. You can send questions in to have your potential question read on the panel. You can send those to him at his Twitter account at G27Status. I just wanted to shout this out because... First of all, he's our friend and we want to support, you know, our friends doing cool stuff. But this is, I feel like, such an impressive feat to get yeah. 10 of these actors together and the voice director for this panel. Should we just send him a bill for the advertisement or? Yeah. That'll be- yeah. Okay. Well, that'll all be right. uh, $300. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, uh, I wonder these actors, like I'm, I'm interested to see the to see the reunion, but I'm wondering if like they probably most of them didn't perform an act in the same place at the same time mm-hmm. but more so i'm like a lot of them just had probably not a lot of them i shouldn't say but like they just had kind of simple lines and stuff here and there i wonder if they even remember doing it like i'd really like to get inside the heads of of voice actors for games specifically right i think that'd be interesting so this will be cool maybe that's a podcast idea interviewing voice actors someone's yeah. had to have oh yeah done i mean something like that i don't but. know if it's solely that but there's plenty of podcasts who interview voice actors but yeah i just mean like since like, what was it li- like saying the settlement's in trouble? You know, yeah. I, I, I don't even know what you talk to voice actors about. I think it'd be interesting. So, yeah, shout out to Maddie. As I said, that's December 5th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So check it out. All right. So let's just go through some of the news. It's a little bit of a light week, but I, there's some other games that we want to talk about as far as games we've been playing, as far as impressions and stuff like that. So we'll get into that. that towards just- the- just means a lot of news is going to drop like tomorrow probably oh yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. What happens. right so let's start off with new games coming to xbox game pass and there's quite a few this month so let's go ahead and read through the list first of all uh well oh one other thing is that i did not include everything because some of them were smaller titles which i wanted to those still might be might be great but there was a lot so i tried to pare it down to the ones that i at least had heard of First of all, Control will be available on Android and console December 3rd. Doom Eternal, which is already on the console version, is coming to PC also on December 3rd. Haven is for console and PC. This is the game. We actually have a video on this on our channel is like, what are you laughing about? I, I don't have any recollection of it. Yeah, this is I made a quick video about this when it was on the Steam oh, demo okay. yeah. stuff. But this is like an interesting game where you play as a couple in a relationship and they're stuck on like a planet thing together. I can't really remember, but it looked interesting. So that's also December 3rd. A lot of these are December 3rd. Slime Rancher on Android and console. That one's been out for a while, but it's supposed to be very good. Valhalla Cyberpunk Bartender Action, December 3rd. Yes, Your Grace, console and PC, December 3rd. This is a big one and a surprising one for a launch on Game Pass. Dragon Quest XI-S Echoes of an an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Console and PC. Cool. We have a review of Yes, Your Grace that Holly did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that was when it first came out. Not for Xbox. For PC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm definitely interested in 
the dragon and dragon quest even though i'm probably not going to play anywhere near all of it but right you know just at least checking it out yeah the definitive edition is cool too because it's been out on switch for a while but it includes an orchestrated soundtrack right which is something the first game had like midi yeah sounds and it was not very good in my opinion on december 10th you can check out gang beasts on android and console this game is really cool really fun yeah yeah and i'm excited to finally really play it i played it at events for what felt like years years. yeah yeah Yeah. i saw someone playing a a rip a blatant ripoff of this game and i and i wish i knew more about it but it made me more excited to actually i remember that gang beast was there so now it might give me a a reason this kind of seems like a ripoff of itself yeah yeah (laughs) gives me a reason to jump back in though because that game especially with friends is a riot yeah yeah super hot mind control delete will be on android and console december 10th and finally on december 10th ukulele and the impossible layer on console pc and android so quite a lineup this december and what i love about game pass and their selection is a lot of these games are games that Maybe they came out at a bad time or you knew that they were good, but maybe you just missed at the time. That seems to be the case for me when I see a lot of these games. Yeah, right. I agree. I've been paying for Game Pass. Well, I've been paying for it for a while, but the last like two months, every time the, like, the subscription has popped up and I'm like, dang it, I didn't play a thing this month. But yeah, you know, it's too good of a deal to get rid of kind of. For sure. So one other thing I wanted to mention as far as Game Pass, one of the benefits that you'll be able to get if you have game pass ultimate is you can get discord nitro for three months starting december 2nd so by the time this podcast is out you can get that that perk which had that that a couple months ago too yeah so they brought it back which is nice i totally missed it last time so oh you'll you'll get it on it this time then because i think you can only do it once oh oh i think i can be wrong on that but i think it's like your first redemption of nitro yeah so you should be good yeah, so you can use that and use your perks, which I think it will give you perks across all the different Discord servers, but you can also boost servers to unlock different benefits. So if you want, you could use that on our Discord server at handsomevam.com slash Discord if you want to join up. So yeah, pretty neat list of games. As far as the big ones like Control and Doom Eternal. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Oh, it's great. But... Any other ones for you guys that stick out? Do you might I guess Brandon, you don't even have Game Pass because you're yeah. your Xbox. Yeah, I don't currently have it, but I feel like this should be if I did have Game Pass this moment, this would be a great time to check out ukulele. Yeah. Because like you said, Dustin, it's one of those ones where I didn't really want to commit to it. But if it's on Game Pass, there's that and a ton of other stuff I could play if I really wanted to. So right. it's enticing. Did you play ukulele, Dustin? No, I played a tiny bit because it was free on the Epic Games Store. Oh, that's right. So I ended up not playing very much of it. But the key to know about that one is that it's not like the original ukulele. It's more a spiritual successor to like Donkey Kong Country. Okay. So if you liked that, it's a 2D game instead of like a 3D platformer. Right. So pretty neat. Yeah. Let's go over now to PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. And 
I wanted to bring up PlayStation now because I just I saw this news back to back and it just is embarrassing compared yeah. to Game Pass. Not that they're <laughs> the same service. Yeah. Right. On PlayStation Now, you're getting Horizon Zero Dawn, Stranded Deep and Bro Force. Okay, all right. I think the silence <laughs> says it all, man. I yeah. mean, Horizon's great. Of course. Of it's great, but yeah, it's just kind of a little weak. Right. Especially with the launch. I don't really think most people bought the PS5 if they have it for now. Right. But still, I mean, you would think you'd want kind of a more impressive lineup coming into yeah. the new the new launch, you know? Yeah. Maybe that maybe that is part of it. Maybe they can tell like what people are playing and the deals weren't negotiated out or I don't know. Who knows? I keep thinking, and I think you may have mentioned this, Ben. I saw Borderlands 3 for sale for $20 uh-huh. during the Black Friday thing. And I was like, that is not a little tempting, but I'm not going to bite because I feel like that's a game that's going to be on one of these services yeah. in the next three to six months. Yeah, Borderlands- I think it was just a time when someone mentioned... Uh, oh, what do you think the next games are going to be? And I said, I bet we'll see that one or something. Like Borderlands that. Four, Borderlands Four. Ooh, is that what you're talking about? No, I was it talking about exist. Borderlands Three. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, Borderlands Four is. I'm so detached from that series. Yeah, yeah. They just did the next gen update for that, which oh, on PS5, okay. yeah, you can PS5 and Series X. They have like high frame rate modes that are 120 FPS and 4K 60. Seems and so. pretty cool. I do feel like, just to go back to it for a minute, Horizon is an amazing game, but it almost feels disingenuous for them to release it now. I don't know why. I can't quite place it, but, um, man, it's just like, it's been out for so long on PlayStation, you've probably played it if you were going to. And if you just got a PS5, you're probably not going to play it, but was is it part of the game of the ps collection no it's not no okay. it's not unfortunately but i don't know i just and then they just released it like months ago on pc I don't, it just feels weird it, don't get me wrong if i hadn't played it i'd be ecstatic because everything i've heard about it but like i don't know who hasn't played it yeah i thought it was kind of a glaring omission from the ps plus collection you think you'd want people yeah getting excited about that franchise before the sequel comes out in 2021 but i don't know maybe they're holding on to it maybe they're still seeing some sales i wonder if the only reason is because they knew it was going to be part of ps plus yeah or they needed something big for ps plus or something i don't know dude so this is totally unrelated i didn't write this down in the notes but since we're talking about it i saw a thing where sony was banning people because they were selling access to the ps plus collection so basically someone with a ps5 you could Give them your login and they would go in and redeem all of the PS Plus collection games and then you'd be able to play them on your PS4. Wow. I Uh, think I saw either someone was speculating or someone or it was an actual quote like it's not like we're going to go in and ban people who who do this for their friends, but it's the people selling access. That's the issue. Right. But I still think that's a fantastic value, by the way, all those games and they'll probably just keep adding on to it. But uh, it's really interesting that that was even like a you'd think there'd be some way to actually know if somebody had a ps5 right right on the back end. yeah have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals no well now you have 
I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. Speaking of PlayStation Plus, we have our December games revealed and released now. Your free games are for PlayStation 4, Just Cause 4, and Rocket Arena. So, damn. Brandon, when I mentioned Stoom <laughs> earlier, I was like, yeah, it's Just Cause 4. And you were like, seriously? Yeah. You, well, the first thing you said was, didn't they already put that on PS Plus? <laughs> yeah, I thought it, but they put three. Yeah. it's It seems very similar to me from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad series. Did they, are they doing any sort of update? I don't know. Not that I know of. Strange. Okay. The one thing I will say real quick about Horizon being on PS Now, uh, it, it does have the Frozen Wilds. Oh, nice. Which is tempting enough for me to be like, hmm. Right. But it's also only 10 bucks to buy it. So. Yeah. 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 And your PS Plus subscription or PS Now subscription would be $10. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Frozen uh, Wilds is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket Arena has kind of been an interesting story of a game because that game came out finally and i think ea finally had published it i think it had moved around and it just completely crashed and burned to the point that they were selling it for like five dollars less than a month after launch so i i feel bad almost for the developers i mean it may be just a, a bad game right but so hopefully ps plus maybe you'll find a new audience there since it's free Think about how poorly, not to get sidetracked, how poorly must a game sell to get a price drop almost instantly? And then combine that with the fact that that game didn't just get a price drop, it got a price avalanche. Yeah. It just like 90% of the sales price was gone. I mean, you see games like, you know, every year you see Assassin's Creed, the new one, in two months, it's 40 bucks instead of 60 but you don't see it go from 60 to five yeah, and then free. Well, something that another thing that when I was talking to Brandon that I mentioned, that I just saw was Yakuza like a dragon. Yeah. I saw for sale for $35. That's crazy. And that game, didn't it come out on the, around the launch day of series X? Was it that Tuesday? Um, it's really not that long. It was ago. close to that. At least I think it was, which so that would make it three weeks ago today. Yeah. And it's already at 35. You always get that to some extent during this time of the year. Some games that you wouldn't expect to be that low already are. But that one is not one I would have expected that for. I keep hearing really good things about it. Yeah. I wish Phil was here so he <laughs> could tell Phil? us about it. <laughs> I, at this point, I don't know. He said he'd be back this week. He did? I thought so. I th- He did say something about in December. Yeah. So, damn. Good question. Knock, knock, Phil. It's December. (laughs) 
there is one additional game, a PlayStation 5 game. Worms Rumble is your free PS5 game. Basically, I so I installed this earlier and I played through the tutorial just to see what it was. It is very much Worms in that the way you moved around sort of reminded me of like normal Worms, but uh. it's real time. Oh, and it's actually kind of like Smash Brothers in, as far as the arena. But I didn't actually play a round of it. But that is your free game. And you you and I played a little bit of Worms. Yeah. On was it on Game Pass that we played it I on? Think so, yeah, it was fun. But it's fine. Do you have do you have any history with that franchise? I had more history with games similar to that. OK, like was it Battle Tanks or something like that? I don't remember. Games yeah. that were very similar to the Worms franchise. Now, I've played other Worms games that deviate from the formula a little bit. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't... It's not like I have a huge affinity, but they're good for just like, you know, hopping in between another game. I remember playing the very first Worms game on the original PlayStation. Oh. And it wasn't very good, but I thought it was cool when I was a kid. Right. But Worms Armageddon was awesome. Yes. I loved that. So... I was surprised that I guess it's not surprising, but the there is a uh, dual sense support. So yeah. it has adaptive triggers for the different guns. Is it pretty neat? It felt kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. I, I It wasn't like shockingly impressive or anything. Yeah. But I don't really have much to compare it to as far as gun field since I haven't played Call of Duty right. on PS5. So, yeah, that's your your free game i'm curious if we're gonna see more indie slash budget ps5 titles like I, what i was thinking what could possibly be january borderlands 3 maybe i don't know not for a ps5 game well now that has the ps5 update yeah but i'm saying like that wouldn't be like an indie ps5 right that's what you were saying yeah yeah, yeah it's possible I feel like they've done those before, so it would make sense. They did the Handsome Collection. Yeah. So, I mean, especially if... How long has it been since 3? Um, Over a year? Not even a year? That's, Somewhere between not a year and over a year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's anyway. Scientific. Yeah. You know, <laughs> never know if they're, they're trying to get hype around the series. Not that it needs it, but, you know, it's possible. Yeah. Especially if there's DLC coming up or something. Yeah. And they they notoriously like put st old, new stuff in old games, so it would make sense that they would continue to support what they have. So, right. So moving on, Nintendo Switch got a big firmware update. We are now on version eleven point zero point zero. Here are the new things. There's now a Switch Online hub, which is basically it adds to those little circle icons. And it will show you the new Super Nintendo and Nintendo games and some other benefits. It will show you your cloud backups and stuff. That's cool. But this one, this it might be the biggest feature is that it will now do auto downloads for your backup save data across consoles. So this was one of the big complaints for people that had multiple switches. Maybe you have a switch light that you wanted to take on the go. Every time you would have to make sure you automatically download your cloud data so this is a nice step and then it makes it a little easier if you are a multiple switch type person right i'm surprised it took him this long yeah but it is nintendo right yeah 
well, they saw the money rolling in. You know, I'd, I'd assume there is some sort of data out there for multiple Switch households. And they've sold so well. I mean, saw the numbers. What was that, like a month ago at this point? We're just crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not so. slowing down either. It was so... When, when the Switch Lite came out, a lot of reviewers were saying how they wanted this to be their on-the-go Switch from now on. But there were too many hoops to jump through to make it convenient. Right. right? So hopefully this uh, fixes some of those issues. You can now transfer a screenshot to your smartphone. I tested this because I saw something about it online, and it is the most Nintendo-ass way that you could do something as simple as this. Because <laughs> now you can do this really easily on Xbox, where yeah. it will automatically just send it to your phone. With Switch, you go to a screenshot, you click send a smartphone. It has you bring up, it brings up a QR code you scan with your phone (laughs) it gets better though you scan the qr code on your phone your phone then connects to a wi-fi signal that the switch is sending out and then you scan once it's connected to the switches like ad hoc wi-fi you scan a second qr code and then it will bring up the screenshot in like an in like a, a web browser that's connected to like the IP of the switch. So that's the uh, intuitive. Very cool. Screenshot. They just don't get it. Like some of the Nintendo stuff, you're like, okay, maybe they want to make five extra bucks or something like that. Stuff like that. You're just like, did they not understand or was it impossible for them for some reason to make this easy? Well, that's like on switch online with like voice chat with anything. It's like, these are, I don't want to say easy solutions, but they're known proven ways to do these things it just seems strange am i like this isn't this is cultural ignorance here is like voice chat or sharing games in japan not a thing are people not as social with their gaming as they are here i think that this is a nintendo corporate type thing because i remember I remember watching a YouTube video or something at some point where a Nintendo executive had really said that people don't want to play games online. Huh. They they had this philosophy that it really wasn't an intuitive way or good way to play games. And so that's why they had never focused on online. Right. Which still, I mean. Which is baffling. You still need a fucking friend code. Yeah. On, on a Switch <laughs> yeah. to add a friend. Yeah. Like, yeah that's... Unless you're friends with them on Twitter. Right. Yeah. Which... Uh, okay i guess yeah Yeah. (laughs) so nintendo always manages to be like a generation and a half behind when it comes to online accessibility of any sort yeah (laughs) which to their point everyone complained about the smartphone voice chat yeah but clearly it wasn't an issue because people just don't seem to complain about it anymore i do think that's a different that is different with the types of games that Nintendo is putting on their system. True. You you couldn't put a Call of Duty game on there, but like Fortnite's on Switch and it's obviously a huge seller and seller it's free, but you know what I mean? People are talking on that when they're playing Fortnite. The Fortnite though I think uses their own internal voice chat. It like skirts the Nintendo integrated okay. way. It's, it's it's like no no no, we're going to do this yeah. so that way you can't <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't like, fuck yeah, this up. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, one other th- 
two other small things. One of them is that if you have multiple downloads going at once, you can choose the download you want to prioritize before you could not swap it out. It's just whatever pause or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's like you want to play a game, but something else is updating. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to wait. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are new icons as well. I think they're like the Mario 35th okay. anniversary icons. But so I was thinking about the switch and I just wanted to see what you guys, what the, what the feeling was as far as the fact that when the switch came out, we all kind of agreed that the, from an OS and system level, it was pretty felt a little premature pre-baked. Right here. We are three years later, yep. 11 versions in. Yeah. <laughs> and do you guys feel like the Switch firmware is up to par? Does it matter? Is there anything you guys wish was there that's not? Especially in this landscape, it feels years and years and years and years behind. Yeah. And even though it is 11, I will say the general feel, at least for me, on the OS and how things go when I'm just using it day to day, feels relatively the same yeah for me not to say there hasn't been upgrades that's not what i'm saying at all because clearly there have been some i will say that i agree with that but also i think this is why we keep giving them our our money when i'm playing the switch i don't i've just become accustomed to okay on a nintendo device i'm just going and selecting the game i want to play and i'm playing it like, it's really difficult to get to your friends list. It's really difficult to see what they've been playing. It's kind of cumbersome to, or it is cumbersome to uh, do anything else. Send yourself a picture, for instance, or voice chat of any kind. But they've kind of conditioned me that when I'm playing the Switch, I'm just playing the game. I'm not thinking about the rest of the stuff. I think the main thing that I'm surprised that they've not really changed nearly at all since launch is the shop yeah the shop is really kind of bad and it's clunky and slow dude it's so slow it's so i i feel bad for certain developers that your game after launch is just buried within a list yeah basically there's no it's very hard to search around like browse around yeah the discoverability just is not there right <laughs> you know like which it's ironic because developers have figured out little ways to make their game more visible by specifically. I've seen games where they'll make them like five cents, yeah, 50 cents yep. and it will shoot them to the top of the charts because people say, fuck it. It's right. It's 50 cents and then they'll change the price back, but they'll still be charted right really high for a little while. And that probably does drive sales even after they raise the price. Right. Yeah. That just seems so inelegant it's inelegant and it's indicative of a problem we may have soon remember the whole iphone app store race to the bottom like if if people start doing that in mass now granted you're still going to have enough triple a folks who don't need to do that that they can be fine but you know enough people start doing those kinds of things and pretty soon you're going to see games launching at 499 that should be a 20 dollar game or whatever and it's just that's scary to me is all because it's a i feel like it's such a good ecosystem apart from all of nintendo's flaws like the the switch offerings are so good we've talked about this on this show and others have talked about it on many other shows but 
it's sad to see the console stores. And I, I think they're all guilty of this. And it started with Steam, where Steam started to basically allow anybody to put games up, which I see a value in that having this open interface. But in the same vein, when I go to the Switch eShop and I look at the new games, there's just so much garbage. Yeah. So much garbage. Yeah. And this applies also to to PlayStation and Xbox. We had my PlayStation 5 on downstairs and we were looking at this pony like or horse racing type game. It looked so bad. They yeah. had the audacity. Wasn't it 30 or 40 bucks? Yeah, I, it might have been 20. But was it, it? OK, I can't remember. Either way, we, we looked at it and I thought, oh, this would be a good game for a cursed PlayStation. Is if it, it wasn't not at that price, not at that price, right. though. So hey, yeah, how much was Poop Slinger? Yeah, I was good. Poop Slinger was five dollars. Dude, okay. we're if we if they cut back though, we're losing content. That's right, yeah. <laughs> because we got to keep them shitty games on there. I forgot to mention that Poop Slinger will be out tomorrow. I Curse think. PlayStation. I'll have to show you. I have a a, a draft that I need to just tighten up. But okay. new Curse PlayStation's coming this week. Nice, and it involves poop. Oh, so and, much and poop. some some slinging. So. Yeah, so Switch still falling a bit behind. You got to wonder, maybe they're just saving a refreshed UI for a Switch Pro maybe oh, yeah. early no, next year. The, the most Nintendo thing would, to do would be to launch a new Switch and keep the same UI. True. That's a, that's a pretty good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so I have a few quickies now like i said it's been pretty pretty dead as far as news this one i i probably do want to talk about a little more in depth nvidia has announced another new graphics card this one is the rtx 3060 ti and the claim and from what i can tell from the reviewers that it's true is that it's faster than the 2080 super from last generation that's a 699 dollar card at launch but now uh this new 3060 Ti costs $399. That's incredible. And I'm throwing this to you. And you've mentioned this when we talked about other new cards. Yeah. Is this one stinging a little bit? I don't know if it's stinging because I don't know when I could even get it if I wanted it. True. (laughs) Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah, exactly. There's no way I would have wanted to wait to upgrade from when I did to now, but... Uh, if I could upgrade, I could probably still get a decent price out of my old one. But no, uh, the card I bought, just for frame of reference for everyone, is a 2070 XC Ultra Gaming, which uh, what that means in layman's terms, it's it's, it's a, a 2070 uh, plus or what, not plus, but uh, super. And I got it on deep discount. It was a refurbished model. So it's running better probably than it would have if it wasn't. And I didn't pay that much for it comparatively to what it should have been. And I knew the new cards were coming, but there is part of me that's like, Oh, I can have a 3080 for only a little bit more than I paid for that. That kind of stings. But then I also know that if I got that, I'd want a better processor, even though my processor is new and then I'd want to upgrade, you know, you repeat the whole cycle over and over and over again. So like, no, I'm content. What I have right now is still going to run stuff at ultra at 1080 for the next three to four years, in my opinion. Now, is there any part of me that wants to just say, let's upgrade it all? Yes, but I'm also like, let's just build a new computer if I'm doing that. So yeah, the long story there is it kind of stings, but also 
the prices on those old cards, the prices on the card I have is not going down anytime soon because the high-end ones are still too hard to get. Yeah. Yeah, that's been a consistent problem with with the uh the RTX series and basically all of the tech products right now. Yeah. Re- really all the tech products. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's an insane price for that for the performance. I feel like this is, is going to be a nice sweet spot for a lot of people that haven't bit if you can manage to win the lottery, I mean. Yeah. And secure one. Right. Of course but. they don't announce until after all the frenzy over their other cards is up. Oh yeah, they that's a normal thing that they yeah. do is that they release the best one and then they trickle down. I'm guessing that the next card they're going to announce is probably like a a 3080 Ti or something like that. Right, which will just be insane. There was a rumor about a 3080 that had more VRAM. Uh-huh. But I don't even know what the point of having more VRAM on that card really is, but it's cool. What's exciting for me across the board is that around the time the 20 series cards came out, uh-huh. they said, finally, 4K 60 is possible. Yeah. And that was amazing to us at the time that you could have graphics, you know, these super high resolution games at a high frame rate. And here we are a few years later and our consoles are doing a lot of stuff at 4K 60 and you can now pretty easily on these lower end cards do a, some form of 4K60 as well. So it's just amazing how quickly yeah. that these things can get better. Right. But well, yeah, uh, technology outpaces itself faster than ever right now. But what's amazing to me though isn't that these cards necessarily can do this stuff and that they're they're innovating in this fast. It's that they're not eating their own market. That's what I th- you would think would happen is if you put out a thirty what thirty seventy Ti at three ninety nine, why even bother having any of your lower cards? Mm-hmm. But they're not. None of the prices are going. I mean, they're still selling the same. Granted, there is a supply constraint right now, but like, I would be more concerned about pricing them at a higher price and not eating the lower end out of your market, dude, and still getting market share. I mean, they're selling all of them. So there's obviously too cheap. Right. And it's so funny that, and I feel bad for these people, is that when the 3080 got announced, people with 2080 TIs quickly rushed to sell them. Right. To the point that they were selling these $1,200 cards for sometimes $300. Yeah. And then... Wish I would have seen some of them. Dude. (laughs) Well, and now the price on those 2080 TIs is back up because... No one can get their hands on the 3080. Right. And so the demand went back up for the 2080 Ti. Right. And I'm wondering, I haven't looked because I sold my 3080 for, I don't know. Your 1080 or your 2080. Oh, yeah. my I sold my 2080 and I think I got like 200 some for it. Don't look, Dustin. I shouldn't look. I'm imagining it's for sale higher. You now. only sold that thing for 200 something? No. I can't remember. Let's say if it was only 200 something, I would have bought it for more than that. I think it was maybe, I think I maybe got 300. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I wonder if my 1060 is worth anything. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? I should sell it. So, anyway, new cards, very exciting. Check them out if you are a PC gamer. Doom Eternal, we talked about this last week, the Switch version being digital only. We have a date now, December 8th, if you want to check that out very soon. 
just eight days or seven days from the time of recording. If you want to check that out on the switch, last but not least cuphead, the delicious last course, the DLC has been delayed to 2021. There was a letter from studio MDHR basically saying that uh, because of COVID they've had some production issues and just going to take a little more time, which this game is starting to hit cyberpunk levels of uh, yeah. delay where I think and we were at the E3, our first E3 that we both went to together. 2018. 2018 is when they announced it. Yeah. Yeah. So and now it'll be supposedly coming out in 2021. Well, it was supposed to come out that December, wasn't it? Initially of 2018. Yeah, it was, I think, supposed to come out that year. Yeah. But. You got to wonder, I, I feel I'm like sure they're just spinning it into a new game. I feel like it's when they re-reveal this game, it's going to be called Cuphead 2. Yeah. So. And here's the other thing is there's games that that this happens with, like, for instance, Cyberpunk. I'm super excited for Cyberpunk, and I think it's going to be phenomenal. But there's still this little part in my head that's like, hmm, something ain't right. Mm. But I don't get that feeling with Cuphead, you know, like. Right. I, I feel like it's still going to be. Again, I think Cyberpunk is going to be amazing, but there's something happening that's wrong. But with 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 Cuphead, I'm like the mechan nothing. It can't be the mechanics. It has to be just I don't know. Did you see the headline the other day that I don't know if it was the CEO or someone at CD Projekt in a investors thing said that the game ran surprisingly well on PS4 and Xbox One. Really? They said something about the terminology felt a little odd which the as far as i know we have not seen what this game looks like running on the base versions of ps4 and xbox right i can't imagine it's very good you have to imagine that if the devs had their way they would say it's not coming out for those consoles but there's too much money to be made there yeah and the market yeah most people don't have one right yet Right. You know what I mean? Especially for when they're going to be selling it. Oh, right. I'd venture to guess what percent? 20% of the people that want it have probably less. Yeah. By the time Cyberpunk comes out? I don't think 20% even. 10%. Yeah. You know, maybe. Dude, if you want to see something amazing, look up what Watch Dogs Legion looks like on the original Xbox. I saw it in a Digital Foundry video and I could not believe How 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 dated it looks already you have to imagine cyberpunk is running at 720p on base xbox and still does not look very good right yeah that's tough yeah so who knows we will know in the next few weeks and obviously the way it looks is a huge factor but i'm really interested in how it's going to run on those base consoles those base last gen consoles because um I can take a graphics downgrade, but I can't take a performance downgrade. Yeah. Honestly, right now, Ben, I'm a little I have this weird feeling that it's not going to run well on PC either. And part of it is because and this is actually a good segue to talk about the games we've been playing and, you know, give our impressions and stuff for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Uh because I've not been very pleased with the level of performance I've been getting on my 3080 right specifically in that when i have ray tracing on 
And even with DLSS, something about it is like choppy and nasty. I'm wondering if that's a 3080 thing, because I know other people with 3080s who have said that same thing. And I, on my 2070, do not have that issue. Do you have your ray tracing on? Yeah. Ultra. What, what, on Ultra? Yeah. Because it doesn't affect the VRAM. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. As soon as I turn off ray tracing, uh-huh. it looks buttery smooth. Now, when I turn on the ray tracing, I get fewer frames, but I'm still like in the 75 to 80 range. That's about the range I'm at yeah. with ray tracing on and DLSS. And but it doesn't I don't know how to describe it because even though it's running at that frame rate, it doesn't look right. There's something have, about it that's choppy. Yeah. I wonder sometimes it's hard to tell. Are you talking? Did you do it in the campaign too, or just in the, I've only had ray tracing on in the campaign. Oh, then the campaign, I had zero issues, but in multiplayer, I'm always like, well, is this the server or is this the internet or what's going on here? Let's we'll boot it up after the show. Cause I'm curious what you'll think. Okay. Because I want to know if it seems weird to you. But I will say I turned down my shadows and some of that that kind of stuff to get a little more boost out of the the rest of it. So, uh, and mostly I did that in multiplayer, not in the campaign. In the campaign, I had everything as high as it could go and still get it sixty plus. Yeah, it's weird because I remember the performance being a lot better in the beta, huh. and I saw other people on Reddit saying the same thing, which the ray tracing wasn't available in the beta but even with the ray tracing off um, something is slightly odd it's just it's disappointing that you know for me and many others you buy this really expensive graphics card that has amazing ray tracing abilities and out the gate it's been not ideal right and the other game the other big game that i played was assassin's creed valhalla and that had performance issues also none of these are the card's fault as far as i know it's yeah. on the developers but still i and i guess but you it's know up to the developers to optimize it for that card right yeah so are you talking about the hitching on assassin's creed yeah yeah i think they patched that yeah i i heard that they've already yeah. did some some fixes so who knows we'll see I, i'm going in optimistic with cyberpunk i would love to be able to run it with the the full ray tracing yeah if i could get ultra settings ray tracing at 60 fps at 1440p i'll be happy yeah with that depending on how the i mean i know things will get fixed and everything but there's part of me that says if it comes out on pc and the uh um the reviews aren't great for the pc version i might play it on ps5 yeah i don't want to no but I might. Depends on how it goes. We'll see. I'm excited to just play it, period. Yeah. Just to, as long as I don't have to play it on a base PS4. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. All three of us have it and have been playing it. Brandon, I'm going to kick this to you first, specifically yeah. to talk about the campaign. You just yeah, finished it. I did. I did. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think that the adaptive triggers were really cool in it along with the vibration it added an extra sense of immersion for me it was distracting but really cool and i was okay with that in the campaign um but no it was just a really cool it was very much a black ops story like it wasn't anything super surprising to me but it was solid like i thought it was just the right length 
Um, the characters were interesting and the levels felt different. It didn't feel like, you know, I was slogging through it towards the end, which is what usually happens by the end of my Call of Duty campaign. Yeah. Um, so, no, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Did you have any thoughts on it, Ben, or along the same vein? Or No, I really enjoyed the story. Um, I mentioned before that I haven't been a Call of Duty fan for a long time, not because of the story necessarily, just because of the everything else. And... I was really enjoying the multiplayer, but there were some things I didn't like about it. And then after I played the campaign, I was like, wow, this game actually might be a little more special than I was given it credit for. Yeah. The, the campaign, you're right, is nothing mind-blowing, but everything it does, it does well. And it certainly steps outside the bounds of what a lot of games in that vein would do yeah. for a campaign. So I was, I was impressed with it. Um, it definitely made... The, the campaign made the Call of Duty experience better than most of the other campaigns have i think yeah that's fair i like that a lot of the levels have felt lower key i guess than specifically comparing modern warfare right i just did which this level i've seen in a lot of previews so i won't get too detailed but you're in like a russian base yeah and they have this like training area Uh where there's an arcade and stuff like that it's really cool it was a really neat level and i just I liked that it wasn't, there was like still big battles. Right. But right. it felt. The set pieces are neat. Yeah, yeah. It felt smaller scale. Now, there still is crazy action movie. Yeah. There's this, there's a level that's in Vietnam where you're on a helicopter and you're just blowing shit up. Yep. So that's been cool. Let's talk now about zombies. Okay. Because I really haven't played zombies since black ops 2 well has there been a zombie since black ops 2? yeah i think oh it's, yeah it's been in every really? one really every black ops every black ops yes. and maybe every... one of the other non-black ops games too yes i think it might have been in like yes i agree with that i don't know which one it was but it's been in every black ops okay. for sure i feel like i just haven't seen it yeah. and i haven't played any of them so. it was big in black ops 3 like they had some advanced shit i didn't play it much yeah but i always went in to check out right what was going on um but okay but yeah um for me it was pretty nostalgic because like i said i i haven't really really played zombies a lot since probably world at war then that's the first one yeah so it, that was when i played the most right and everything else was more of like a casual foot dip in the pool um, but this one's a lot of fun and it seems like they are coming out with new stuff pretty fast. Uh-huh. So I'm interested to see more. It's the, you know, the way everything looks and feels in the game feels exactly like you would expect. And there's some wacky teleportation type stuff that happens in all the zombies, you know, where it gets kind of funky, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. There's some bosses as well, Yeah. but what did you think, Ben? pretty much the same and this is my first exposure to to zombies and only a little bit even like seeing other people play it let yeah. alone playing it myself so i had no idea really what to expect from an actual gameplay perspective and i like it a lot i've just been taking around i mean i've probably only played what half a dozen yeah 10 rounds at most uh but i've really enjoyed trying out the different strategies and different upgrades and stuff like that uh some of the things I'm a little curious, and maybe you don't even have to do these things, but everyone I've played with has wanted to. I'm a little curious, like, if you're playing zombies for the first time and don't know anything about it, 
Are you going to understand how to do everything? Like the mm. pack-a-punch and stuff like that? I don't think. No chance. No. I, how do you figure that out on your own? That's, look it up. Right. But until, <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like the game would appeal to a lot more people if they understood, like, what to do. Right. But maybe part of the adventure for some people is figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It has a lot of the same elements, so I'll give it that where, you know, at least there's still pack a punch. It's not completely different. You know, you got the box. Sure. You could spin it to get random weapons. Um, but I got to commend that something I just thought about that I completely forgot. They've done versions of upgrade systems and like perks before in this. And there's always been like juggernaut stuff like that. But I like the the crystal system. I don't know if you guys mess with that too much, yeah. but where you can like level up, they kind of did this with the gumballs and the other ones. I don't know if you guys remember that where you can spin perks out of a gumball machine. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but I think the crystal system is pretty cool and it can give you like some pretty game changing stuff. Like the one is uh, get three extra attachments on your gun was one of them. Uh -huh. There's one that gives you like a hundred extra health. So like it incentivizes you to continue to play it in addition to getting upgrades for your weapons that transfer over to multiplayer. So that's a big thing for yeah, me. Yep. Yeah. So it just feels more cohesive with the entire game itself. I feel like, um, so I got to commend it for that for sure. Yeah. We, uh, we had our, our friend Jimmy champagne help us out. He's been playing. A, he played a lot of zombies. So he was able to kind of like Sherpa us and show us like, get this shotgun it'll make things so much better and stuff like that so but multiplayer i feel like my feelings of this of this have changed throughout my time playing it in that i love the actual gameplay like the feeling of being in game and shooting and running around everything around it though the meta around it as far as guns and maps it all feels a little half baked. Huh. Yeah. Do you guys feel that way too? Yeah, no, I, it's been so hard for me to describe. There's something about the feel. And like you said, I think it's a, a bunch of factors, whether it's the TTK or it's the level design or what it is, but like, this is going to sound so weird and people are going to just tell me to get good, but it feels like it's just harder to do well. I don't know if that's because it's so accessible in the ways you can kill people or the amount of kill streaks, I don't know. It's the kill streaks. It's a hundred percent the kill streaks. Yeah, I'm just like for certain levels. Yeah. So I've been feeling that out myself. And I'm sorry, the score streaks. Score streaks, correct. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but there's been an overall I like begrudgingly I'm just continuing to play matches for some reason. And I enjoy it. That's not the problem. And most of the time I even do well. But I feel like there's something off and I could be doing better than I am. And I don't I don't know what that is. Yeah. So That's it, I feel the opposite. Yeah. That you do about the actual gameplay, because I feel I don't know if it's just our play styles that your play style suits modern warfare better. Yeah. And mine, I feel like I'm doing a lot better in this game yeah. than I was modern warfare. Yeah. I am usually like hyper aggressive. So like, I don't know, it, just, it it feels like I can't kill as many people in a row almost ever. Like, it's so hard to describe. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I wonder if it has to do with playstyle. Yeah. So the other thing that was kind of 
weird to me. And I'm Ben, I wanted to ask you about this as far as like weapons. There's clearly some balancing issues, which I feel like they've already been pretty proactive in trying to balance out. But overall, the weapons selection and the attachments just feel, I don't know, not quite right. Yeah, I don't know how to put it either. I mean, I like the way shooting guns feels. Um, but I agree, there, there are too many guns that I feel are too similar. And even with the attachments, there's too many attachments that are like, like we, we were talking earlier, like scopes. There's like seven scopes that are all between 1.25 and 1.28 magnification. And you're like, why are there so many scopes in this range? Like, I get it that you want to have each one of them have different attributes and everything. And I understand, but surely you could have done the same thing with a third as many uh, and have similar variations. So that that is kind of aggravating. And then another part of it is maybe it's just because of the time period and, the, and where these guns are set, but there's some of them are just so boring. They all look similar. They're very boring, not just to look at, but to use. Like sometimes I feel like I can't tell the difference between one gun, one AR to the next, even though I'm got different attachments on it and I'm shooting it differently. I'm like, well, this feels very similar to that last gun. Now, I, like I said, I like when you're actually shooting a gun and the way that it feels when you're connecting with someone and everything. Um, and the, you know, the, the animation on screen, but the, the guns overall just feel kind of stale to me. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And quick scoping is back with a vengeance. Whoa. Yeah. I've gotten quick scope I mean, for a real few times. though. Like I've gotten oh, quick scope over, every time. Over the past 48 hours, I've seen, I thought I was playing modern warfare too, which I love very deeply, but some of the shit I'm getting, like I will get someone down to one or two bullets of health. And they still can manage to pull up their sniper, aim and shoot at me and one shot me with 100 health mm. before. I, dude, it happens over and over again. I don't know if it's just like Nuketown a lot because it's like the meme map, like the shipman and the shoot house type stuff got to be in Modern Warfare. But people just go in there with golded out sniper rifles, yeah. diamond sniper rifles and have been playing for 30 hours with sniper rifles. 17, and just, level 17 prestige. Oh, and just mow you down, dude. It is, it's testing my patience a little bit. <laughs> Damn. So it is fun though. I don't want to get any of this met, mixed up. Like I'm enjoying playing it, but I don't even know if we're talking about it for the same reasons, Austin, but there is a little bit of something off for me about it. Yeah. And I'm hoping that continues to develop and I'm surprised they haven't put out the season content for it yet. I wonder if there's been issues with, Warzone integration or something because oh, now they have issues. to mold them together yeah so i'm assuming that's probably what happened but it's been out long enough in the it's next gen- three weeks i mean yeah the seasons usually start a couple weeks in typically right. i think so not that and there's only eight maps right that i think there's some there were some development issues that caused that yeah but still it's you know yeah i guess we've been seasoned to be accustomed to certain things and i'm not mad that it's not there but i'm gonna be excited when the season drops just to check out and see what they got oh, because sure. skins are kind of lame right now if you ask me oh, charms right. are non-existent and you got a doritos um, charm thanks to jimmy yeah, yeah exactly um but and those things are all silly it doesn't help your game but it's just cool i think know? the doritos chip may help your game yeah I yeah think I for sure know, it definitely for helps sure. if you use it on the knife <laughs> 
Oh, you yeah. could put a charm on the knife, bro. Yeah, dude. That's insane. Ooh, and you see it all the time. You like never not don't see it. I love that. You're the, stabbing zombies in the head. You got that Dorito chip. The Dorito killer. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm, sh- me. I'm sure we'll be talking more Call of Duty as the months go on with different seasons and stuff like that. But I did. Man, we're already at an hour, but I have to quickly tell you guys about. 13 sentinels oh yeah definitely aegis rim i thought it was aegis but then in the game they call it aegis rim so but yeah this game is from vanillaware which a lot of people have known and played a lot of their games i've never played any of their games before but it's really really unique i've never played a game quite like it in that there are 13 different characters and so when you play the game Initially for the prologue, it will like cycle you through each one and you get all the different perspectives on what's happening. But then the game, once you're past the prologue, opens up and you can pick and choose which character you want to play different section of the story. Hmm. But they've done it in a way that you're kind of like uncovering this grand web of timelines and they make sure that certain characters will be like, you can't progress this character story until you do this first. So you're not going to, it still manages to feed you the story in a way that makes sense. But what is cool and also confusing about this game is that you have all these different characters and it's about time travel. And so you'll see a section of a character in the future and then later you'll get a section from them in the past. Whoa. And so you're trying to like put together all the pieces and figure out what happened. It's weird because I can't even really describe what the game's overall about uh-huh. because it's like, it's about these high school students that are fighting in these giant robots. This from these like alien invaders, but I don't know who the aliens are. I don't even know if they're aliens. Right. And I'm like slowly getting small tidbits of information. And that's kind of what I'm enjoying is just the, the figuring out, putting everything together. It is kind of confusing though. But if you like visual novels, because a lot of this is just story, the combat itself, which I I don't want to drone on too long. So I'll wrap this up quickly, but The combat is like RTS style where you're commanding the different student or, you know, characters in the robots. They each have different abilities. It's turn based. It's nothing too crazy, but I've enjoyed what I've played of it. I've heard that it's pretty easy throughout the whole thing. So it's more definitely focused on on gameplay. But if you like very Japanese story based games, I can already say that I'm really enjoying this one. Nice. So nice. to maybe check it out. I got it for 30 bucks on Black Friday sale. Steal. So, yeah. I feel like, wasn't it hard to find for a while or something? No, it was, it wasn't hard to find. It was just $60. Okay. Which I think put off a lot of people, including me. It just didn't look like a game that was worth 60 Right. So, I don't know. Maybe when I finish it, I'll be able to be like, yeah, it was totally worth right. 60 I just was wrong. Yeah. So. But yeah, so would I like it, it, Dustin? No, okay. I don't think you would. I didn't think so. No, um, it kind of reminds me of the Netflix show Dark. 
Oh, actually not in the story, but in the fact that there's like people in the future, people in the past. Yeah. Who's who? How do I'd you probably like the story, but hate the gameplay? Yeah. Yeah. I, I that probably seems about accurate. So because you had said during Persona that there were parts where you were just like felt like the story was going on and on. Oh, yeah. Right? In Persona, I absolutely love the combat. But yeah. I dislike the why do I have to talk to 700 people for 45 minutes? Right. To get nowhere. The overarching story I thought was cool, but right. the moment-to-moment uh, moment story was not my favorite. But I mm. love turn-based stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and next week I'll be able to talk about Immortals Phoenix Rising a little bit, but we just played like half hour of that. Yeah. So it's not even worth diving into, really, but it seems cool, I guess. Yeah, and then pretty soon we'll be talking about Cyberpunk. Ooh, I think that's the next soon big one. enough, man. What's that? Eleven days till it comes out. We may have it before. I don't know. We'll see. That's the thing. No one seems to know as far as the press side what's going on. Yeah, but I'm sure someone knows. Yes, just not us, and none of <laughs> our like literally none of our friends in the industry. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Any other stuff that you guys wanted to talk about before we end this off? Or yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah. This show, what's funny is that when I started with the news, I was like, oh, no, I didn't write enough news. But they're really I really I went through multiple pages of like Reddit games I'm like this is going to be a short show. Here we are at an hour and seven minutes. So you never would have guessed that was wrong. But anyway, we'll go ahead and end it off there. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. As always, it would help us out if you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review. You know, Especially do that last part. The rating and review does help us out quite a bit. It can help the visibility of the show. So as I mentioned also earlier, supporting us on Patreon is huge. We would appreciate that. Patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Or just check us out on our website or YouTube channel or Twitter or whatever. Cool. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. The HP Podcast is fan-funded through patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Adam THM, Edward Walton, Stewie108, Charles Pedersen, Toby Ryland, Matthew Major, Straw Hat Ninja, Shuttlesworth, Michael J. Sutherland, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Cannon.